Hello, Defy Gravity Freedom listeners. How are you today? We're so excited to have with us today, Becca Mayo Harrison. I met Becca through the country doc and we have had some amazing conversations. So I thought you guys would love her too. Um, she is certified in holistic health and certified in something called Psych-K, which I'm excited to have her talk about it. And uh, just really passionate about the emotional connection to health and happiness and life. So welcome Becca, we're excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun conversation. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I always enjoy chatting with you. So <laughs> I know that we're going to have fun. I hope everyone else enjoys it too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hopefully we don't record too long. You know, we can get into some deep topics. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you got where you're at? Yeah, well, it's, it's funny because you know how things happen in life that you don't even realize, um, you know, as part of your journey, right, when you're going through it. But um, I would say my journey actually started when I was a child. Uh, my mom got very sick. Um, I was probably around nine or I just turned nine or about to turn nine. Um, and my mom got extremely sick and she was very, like, chronically ill for about two years. And so I watched her in kind of these very formative years in my childhood. I watched her um, go from doctor to doctor to specialist to specialist while they essentially experimented on her and made her, um, unfortunately, sicker and sicker to the point where she was, had spent like pretty much the whole second year in bed. Um, she got down to 80 some pounds. Um, it was just really hard as a child to watch that and be very confused um, because we're kind of, you know, we're, we're led to believe in our society that doctors have the, the answers, right? They're the highest educated. That's who you go to. Yeah. And so um, that experience, I'm very grateful for it because it, it, it brought me with the understanding that they don't have the answers and that they don't, that they are in fact practicing, right? Mm -hmm. And that um, they don't always know what's going on. And so I didn't, I didn't grow up um, kind of having them on this pedestal as some people maybe do, right? Because yeah. I had from firsthand experience watched them not help my mother and in fact make her sicker and sicker. Um, it turns out that she has Crohn's, which now is very commonly known, but 25 years ago, right? That was not something that anybody really knew much about. Um, yeah. And so... Um, and then what was really a pivotal moment, um, to try and make a long story short, is that after they figured out what was going on with her and they got her on their prescription plan, um, she actually chose to not take, she, put, she, she took herself off of the prescriptions. And so now I'm like 11, 12, and I'm like, I don't understand why, you know, all of these years we tried to figure out what was wrong with you and now you won't do what the doctors tell you. Like, I don't understand and she just looked at me and this always stayed with me. She said, well, sweetie, the drugs they gave me made me sicker than the disease did. So I chose mm. not to go that route. Right. And um, which I'm, I'm very grateful she did um, because she probably would be a lot sicker today had yeah. she unfortunately gone their path. Um, and so it was just very interesting to me, right? And very formative years to be like, wow. Um, why, why would we not do what the doctors are recommending or why can't the doctors figure out what's going on with you? Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to, you know, me as an adult, not making healthy decisions. Cause I 
you know, I wasn't really raised that vegetables were a big deal and, you know, fast food, you just, it's easy to swing through a drive through and, um, which I get it, you know, my parents both worked, they were very busy, right? Yeah. Um, so I totally understand, um, you know, why, but then I myself kind of created my own health issues as well. Um, and I had gone on, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I did my own weight loss journey. And I actually lost personally, um, like 90 pounds, although I don't think the number of pounds is really important as much as just the the transformation that you go through and the lifestyle changes, because it could be five pounds or 50 pounds or a hundred pounds. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I think when I did that, I maybe didn't do it in the healthiest way. And I was more focused on doing it as quick as possible. And I stirred up a lot of toxins and I made myself sick. And then I had to go kind of on my own health journey of restoring my own health. And so when that happened, it was like, uh, no question to me, I go find a nature path. I'm not going to even consider going to a, you know, regular doctor's office. Um, That to me, I knew that just like wasn't even an option because of the experience I had as a child. And so I immediately went the natural route. And then I just like had to read everything I could get my hands on and learn about this industry and um, just be fascinated, but also passionate about helping others discover um, how much better they could feel once I had, you know, achieved that myself. Yeah, absolutely. And what did you learn about the industry that um, contributed not only to your own um, position about it, but helped you understand more about what happened with your mom? Um, about the naturopathic industry or modern medicine? Modern medicine, allopathic medicine. Yeah. Well, I had, I had really gone down, you know, you could call them rabbit holes and understanding that our system is set up for profit and not really for health restoration. And that, um, you know, what they were doing was trying to suppress her symptoms Um, but in the effort of suppressing her symptoms, we're creating bigger and maybe more challenging symptoms that then, you know, oh, well then we'll put you on this drug to help with these symptoms. And it becomes this like domino effect of you're going to be on these medications for the rest of your life in order to live, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really had to like start understanding what is, what is actual health restoration versus suppression of symptoms. So what was your experience with uh, the naturopath you met with originally? Was it Dan or someone else? It was actually someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, to be completely honest, um, I never like to talk bad about anyone, but he tried to um, he tried to work on too many things at once with me, mm-hmm. and it overwhelmed my, my body. And yeah. I wound up not being able to eat solid foods for like six weeks. Oh, wow. Um, and so and, – and, And that led me more to research myself more because he wasn't giving me maybe the support that I, um, that I was seeking. Right. So like if I'm uncomfortable and I'm really struggling to get through the day, what can we do? You know? And so I learned certain things over the years, like, um, you know, milk thistle helps with the liver, right? Um, baked potatoes can help when you're having a toxic dump to help soak that up. And, you know, there's certain things that you can do to help with those, like, we call them reprogramming experiences that people can have. Mm -hmm. And so, which then just fueled my passion even more um, to help practitioners um, 
really fine tune their fine tune their evaluation methods so that they're not working on 20 layers of stress at once. Yeah. Let's work on one layer of stress at a time so that people can carry on with their daily lives and not be held up in bed for six weeks. <laughs> right. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so then, and that's part of why, you know, we have a training program for practitioners to help really teach them how to do it in a way that the client will receive it well, but will still be on that path of restoring health yeah. because not everybody can go lay in bed for six weeks and recover from something. Right. And so, um, so yeah, that was, I guess just meant to be part of my journey. I think. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I, and I'm a huge fan of self-empowerment. I think one of my yeah. objectives with my clients is really to educate them how to manage their lives on a pretty much a daily basis. Um, so I love that you did a lot of education on your own. Um, mm -hmm. How did you get to the point where you were, were working with others? Um, mm. What kinds of things did you do? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I actually got, I got into weight loss coaching as I, you know, kind of did this process by myself. Um, well, I shouldn't say by myself. I had people coaching me and people supporting me and providing me education as well. Um, and then I just really was passionate about sharing that with others. And so I, and then every time I figured out how to work through a challenge, then I just wanted to share that with more people. And so I just naturally gravitated towards weight loss because of my own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of always, as I was doing weight loss, I always kind of felt like something was missing, um, which is where the emotional component comes in and why I sought out to go get trained in Psych K. Um, because I always felt like we would hit these walls and I always knew what they needed to do, but getting them to get over that wall or through that wall, um, always felt it, sometimes it felt like I was banging my head up against the wall. And then also along the way, I, I became very passionate about natural health and really the restoration of health and not just the image we're seeking to achieve through weight loss. Yeah. Um, because our, I, I personally think our society puts way too much value in appearance, mm -hmm. if we cared that much about our internal health as we do about our appearance, the appearance naturally comes with that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So talk a little bit more about the emotional components. What kinds of things did you um, feel like your, your, even your, whether your, your weight loss clients were struggling with and what mm -hmm. put up those walls? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I, you know, one thing I've noticed is that we all get into patterns, right? So we have habits and we have patterns. And so when we're trying to change a habit or change a pattern, we're really only accessing about 5% of our consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. In our brain. And so what's happening is, is that people could have the strongest willpower in the world, Mm -hmm. but they're only accessing 5% of their brain. So even, so we, so you see these like memes on Facebook, right? Where like, oh, you don't want it bad enough if you're not willing to do the work or you got to have the willpower. You just got to push through. Okay. But at the same time, you're only accessing 5%. Willpower is only the conscious part of the brain, which is yeah. 5% roughly, maybe 10%, maybe if we're generous. Okay. The right. other 90, 95% is the subconscious which is your patterns or things that have happened throughout your life, experiences you've had where your subconscious has programmed 
certain things in an effort to protect you, mm -hmm. but then unwinding that to set a new pattern. Um, another way to explain it is kind of like, um, you know, you have these pathways in the brain, right? And so if, if for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years or 60 years, you've thought this one way, right? It's kind of like deep grooves in the road that have been um, like the old wagon trains, right? Yeah. They develop these deep grooves. So yep. when you try to set a new pattern, you're trying to start like a whole new pathway. Mm -hmm. And naturally your brain will gravitate to that initial groove that's much deeper because that's how we've always done it. So why yeah. should we do it another way? Sure. And what I loved about Psyche is that it really addresses the subconscious part of your brain and helping unwind whatever has developed so that we can start a new pattern without fighting against these quote unquote grooves, if that made sense. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah, we build the neural pathways because we make decisions based on some belief that was probably handed to us. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, many of them inherited. Yeah. 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 I, I look at my own, as I've worked through my own patterns and my own subconscious beliefs, um, it, it comes up regularly that I, you know, take that step back and go, okay, well, that's a family pattern. Um, you know, my family ingrained in us certain things that were based on yeah. their belief systems that were potentially based on a previous generation's belief systems, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And um, I recall a story that really hit home. You know, it was a, a husband and wife, newly married first uh, Easter, they were going to make a ham and she cuts the ham in half and throws it in the oven. And he's like, why do you cut the ham in half? She goes, I don't know. My mom does it. The next year, Easter comes along, they're throwing the ham in, they cut the ham in half, throw it in the oven. He's like, why do you throw the, why do you cut the ham in half? She goes, I don't know. My mom did it. Well, let's call your mom. So we call mom and mom's like, I don't know. My mom did it. So they call grandma and grandma's like, well, when we first got married, we had an oven that was this big. So we had to cut the ham in half because it wouldn't fit. <laughs> that is such a great example. Yes. <laughs> Nobody ever asked why they cut the ham in half. They just did it because whatever. That's so, such a great example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just very subconscious. It's very, you yeah. know, and the subconscious brain is always about protection, right? Yeah. And anything that's different, even if it's good for us, is outside yeah. of its, its protective pattern. It likes yeah. that, that predictability. Yes. It's also very literal. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we can get kind of like general or abstract with our goals or what we want to accomplish. And mm -hmm. so even if we're like doing, you know, things that are good for us, like affirmations and trying to communicate to the brain what we want, if we're not very specific, yeah. the subconscious is like, I don't know what you're talking about, but this is how <laughs> we've always done it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point. It's like muscle testing. You're going to get the mm -hmm. answer to the question you ask. Yes. <laughs> you and muscle testing is very similar. You're kind of tapping into that, that area that we can't consciously connect, you know, physically connect with. Yeah. Um, the other thing I love about Psyche is that it's really focused on um, the whole brain. So you have two different hemisphere, hemispheres in the brain. And so let's say you go through a traumatic event um, because we, we have all had them in our lives, right? And especially if you have one as a child, that can affect you your entire life. And yeah. so what happens is, is let's say 
one hemisphere of the brain, they like disconnected and didn't process it together. Mm -hmm. And so they sort of like get stuck mm. um, as if, so they didn't fully process the, the, the trauma or the stressful situation because trauma is such a dramatic word. Yeah. Um, and so what happens is, is the subconscious is always in the present. So if it didn't fully process that event, you could be 50 years later and your subconscious thinks it's still happening because mm. it didn't fit because the two hemispheres of the brain didn't come together and finish processing the event. Mm. That's why you see um, individuals that come back from war could be 50 years later and they hear a gunfire and it's a trigger for them yeah. because their subconscious is still in that moment as if it's still happening. And so what I love about Psyche is that um, you can go back to those, you go back to those moments. There's, this is one of the things that they do, that we do in Psyche is take you back into that stressful situation, which is hard in that moment, right? Because nobody wants to revisit those. But we do it in a way, in a whole brain posture to help bring you back there, help the hemispheres come back together, finish processing it and release it so that it's not stuck as if it's still happening. And it's like, it's kind of like the only way I can describe it is like this emotional detachment. Mm -hmm. So you still have the memory, but it's not this like, oh, I'm triggered by this every single day that it happens or. Yeah. Um, so I love that too. Yeah. Um, is it a, um, is it a difficult process? Because I, I keep hearing about different processes that people, you know, they're easy, they're hard, it's multiple sessions, it's, um, is, it a, is it an easy thing for people to kind of execute through with guidance? Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of the right words. Easy is tough for me because I don't think anything is easy. It's simple and anybody can do it. Um, I think it's more about getting people to be open to it, mm. kind of like muscle testing, right? Like the first time you experience it, you're like, this is really strange. Right. I'm not sure. I, right. Because our conscious mind wants to understand what's happening. Yeah. And so, um, with the psyche, it's simple. Anybody can do it. Um, and you can get really amazing results in a very short period of time. Um, I've had people balance and myself included stressful situations in, anywhere from one minute to 30 minutes, right? It's not, a, it's not like it's extremely time consuming. It's more of like the initial time you do it, you're like, this is kind of weird, right? Because yeah. we're muscle testing to see what we're doing. We're working with the subconscious. We're putting you in this awkward position. To, yeah. And then you kind of like, in a sense, meditate in that position as mm -hmm. you like work through that. Um, and it's not just stressful situations. That's just one example yeah. of how it can be really, really, you know, powerful. Um, but it's very simple. Anybody can do it. I would say the only thing you really need is an open mind. Yeah. Like everything in our, you know, natural health. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it's true. The natural health are all like, what are you doing? What is this? What is, what's Silmarin? I don't understand what that is. Why am I taking this weird stuff? So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if, so no, with 95% being subconscious, you know, that's always one of the big challenges. People are like, but how can you help me clear something I don't remember? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, so in that instance, what I would do is I would work it from a different angle 
And I would try to figure out, okay, what is it that they're trying to accomplish that they're struggling to accomplish, right? Mm -hmm. um, so maybe it's trusting people. I don't trust people, but I don't know why, right? Because I don't remember this thing that happened that, that maybe happened with somebody close to me as a child. And now I've spent my whole life believing I can't trust anybody because I couldn't even trust this person that was close to me that was supposed to look out for me as a child. That would be one example, right? Um, so then what I would do is um, we work with, we call them goal statements, very similar to affirmations. Um, but what we do is we test against the subconscious and mm -hmm. um, essentially asking the subconscious, an example would be, um, I trust people. Mm -hmm. Now, that might be a little too abstract, right? It might have to be, I trust, um, you know, I trust my closest family members or I trust this one person. Maybe we have to get very specific with it, right? And we would literally muscle test, does this person really trust this person or, right? Yeah. And, um, and then if they don't, we would do a site K, we call them balances mm -hmm. again, putting them in some form of a whole brain posture while they're repeating to themselves, I trust so-and-so yeah. I trust so-and-so and help kind of unwind whatever happens there. Yeah. 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 Cause I think that's one of the challenges, um, with old fashioned talk therapy is either you're so uncomfortable, you're not willing to bring it up or you've mm -hmm. repressed the memory, mm -hmm. um, or it happened in a period that you don't recall at all. Say it's a car accident where you have a yeah. temporary memory loss. Um, yeah. Or it's, you know, you're in second grade and you make the picture that you think is the most beautiful you've ever done and you go up and the teacher's like, you weren't supposed to use purple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those totally. things have an impact on us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, is there, um, now you, you, you're using site K and emotion codes commonly mm -hmm. talked about, right? Mm -hmm. You have experience with emotion code. Um, would you, do you use them in combination or do you find site K to be um, a little broader? A little bit, um, I don't know. So I don't use them, how do I explain this? I don't necessarily use them together, mm -hmm. um, but if, if I have someone that maybe they're not responding well to site K, it can be very beneficial to do an emotion code session on them to just help them release what is currently like on the surface that mm -hmm. is, you know, if they're like emotionally worked up, um, it's mm -hmm. difficult to kind of go in and do the site K that can, that can create challenges on the site K side of things. Now we can also put them in a whole brain posture and help them, you know, just emotionally calm down. But I have found that kind of just releasing whatever's on the surface with emotion code um, can be helpful before going into site K. So not necessarily using them together, but maybe back to back. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of emotion code. The reason I sought to go to site K versus getting certified in emotion code is because I felt like, um, I really love emotion code. So I don't want to say anything bad, but it felt yeah. a little bit like a band aid. Okay. So for, for example, and I'm going to use myself as an example, as an example, I had someone else doing emotion code on me. And I kept having the same emotion come up every week, every, mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, well, I'm obviously in a pattern that mm -hmm. is causing me to bring this in and hold on to it yeah. and they would release it and I would feel better. And a couple of days later, I was right back at square one. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I, I like how I feel after I get a release, but it's like, it's not holding. Yeah. Right. 
And so that's where, that's where um, I have a, a close friend of mine, Tammy Notch, who's also a naturopath. Um, she probably, you would love interviewing her as well. Um, so her and I went and did the site K together because I'm like, there's, we're missing, we're still missing a piece. I feel a piece missing, right? Yeah, and yeah. when I got to the site K, I was like, okay, this is it. Like this, now I don't feel like I'm missing something where I did for so many years. Right. Yeah, as I went through, I did get certified in emotion code. And again, I do think it's a powerful tool. And I think it's great yeah. for visuals to use, especially when they're getting started. Um, I think also it teaches or introduces them the idea of ancestral inherited emotion and yeah. things along those lines. So I do think eCode has done some amazing stuff, to, uh, things yeah. to kind of break, th break the surface. I yeah. found it didn't move fast enough. And, and some of that I think is my personality, my wiring. Mm. Um, I am a dive into the deep end of the pool kind of person. <laughs> And I was doing, I was doing e-code release on my husband and I think I released wishy-washy like 127 times. And I'm like, uh, this, okay, there's gotta be another way to handle this. Um, yeah. and though I'm not trained in psyche, I have seen a, a demonstration of it was really blown away at how powerful it is and love mm -hmm. that it brings not only right and left side of the brain, but right and left side of the body. So you get that full body integration. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. And then it's done in, you know, it's, it's advancing the, the, you know, like I said, I, I always struggle with talk therapy. I think it has its value and its benefit, but you can do five mm -hmm. years of talk therapy, or you can do two sessions of emotional release when we're digging into the subconscious and getting, you know, getting those roots. So it's a much. Yeah. Can I actually touch on that for a moment? Sure. Um, Cause I, again, I, I think talk therapy has its place and there yeah. are some individuals that really benefit from that. Yep. Um, I've known a lot of people that they need to have an outlet. They need to have, they need, they really need more coping skills. They don't want to talk about it. It doesn't make them, ah. I'm one of those people. It doesn't make me feel better to talk about it. It just brings it to the surface. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, well now right? I'm all upset again. Right. Um, but also when I was weight loss coaching, I had several clients that were in talk therapy and it was fascinating to me on, on my role in it of, mm -hmm. I got to see certain people for several months feel like they weren't really making any progress. Mm. And I'm like, so do you, you know, I'm like, how long have you been seeing your therapist? Four years. I'm like, mm. do you feel like you're making progress there? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm really not feeling it. Right. But then right. the flip side is I had other people that went to talk therapy that I could see how this was impacting their life. Yeah. Now I will say usually more often than not, that therapist was using something else like EMDR. Yeah. Did I say that right? EMDR? Cause I'm not super yeah, familiar with it, but it's another like reprogramming how you receive, how you're perceiving something or reprogramming patterns. Right. Yeah, and right. so the people that I noticed were really making progress, their therapist was using some sort of tool mm. with them. It mm. wasn't just talk therapy. Yep. And I also know that a lot of talk therapists or, you know, just therapists, counselors, um, are getting into the site K world. And I think that is really awesome. And they're integrating it into thought, talk therapy. Yeah. And that is having really amazing results, which I think sure. is amazing. Yeah. That is incredible. Absolutely. Um, I think too, it's personality based, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen Gretchen Rubin who did a podcast forever. It's like a four minute happy podcast. Um, and she wrote a book on the four personality tendencies. 
and I, I have it on Audible. It's, you know, it's one of those things I listen to when I can. Um, but the, the, the basics are there, are, you know, the four personality tendencies. So you have the rebel, um, mm -hmm. have a bit of that in me. Uh, the questioner, I have a lot of that in me. Those tend to be our scientists and I think naturopaths are naturally questioners as well. Yes. <laughs> um, you, have, uh, you have the obligers, which will meet external expectations, but no internal expectations. So they're mm -hmm. the ones that are like, I really want to go for a bike ride, but I won't do it on my own. I'm going to call so-and-so, or I'm going to say to them, call me when you're taking a bike ride and I'll go with you. So they don't mm -hmm. have that internal drive. And then you have the upholders who have external drive and internal, they'll meet expectations on both sides. Um, and there aren't very many of those in the world, to be candid with you. Um, but it's, I, I think that, you know, the form of therapy that works, if you will, might be dependent in part on that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but, that's a really good point. Yeah, and I'm seeing it like, you know, we have a lot going on in the world these days. And, um, you know, as I take a step back and look at conversations that happen on social media, the reactions people are having to various things that are happening, it, it aligns very interestingly along those patterns. And you can see it in their languaging, how, you know, kind of how they're talking about, ah, you know, yeah. they're always going to do what they're told. The upholders are going to do what they're told both out in public and at home. Um, the, the questioners are like, I might do what I'm told, but let me understand why first, and then I'll decide if I'm going to do it. And then the rebels are like, I'm not doing what you tell me to do. Forget it. Right? That's so true. Oh. So it's like, it's funny because that simple, uh, you know, that simple sort of look at the world has really helped me understand and not be reactive to what I'm seeing out there yeah. in the world. And I think that in terms of our work, you know, work in natural medicine and those that are willing to do the work and open-minded, it's the questioners and at some level, the rebels who are going to be our first clients. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You might get an upholder here or there, but they're probably going to see their doctor and their naturopath. Um, and then they're going to do both because they want to make everybody happy. <laughs> I call that sitting on the fence. <laughs> right? <laughs> so how do you get sitting people so sense to like come off you know come over to the other side it's much oh more it's tough yeah it's tough yeah it's tough you know um yeah it's tough <laughs> I think I try and respect each person everyone mm -hmm. to each their own right and I want that right. respect for me as well like we live in a free country. I think that's pretty amazing that we're in the freest country in the world. I would like it to remain that way. And I think yes. we should all respect one another. Yeah. Um, and so with that being said, it's hard because I'm like, oh, you could feel so much better if you just get off of the fence and come over here yeah. and let's talk about how we can really, you know, there's, there's some rough days, right. That you got to get through. Cause you gotta, you have to clean cleanse and you got to maybe work on some emotional stuff, and you, but how you feel is so amazing. It's worth it. Like you're worth it. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, um, if that's not what they really want, cause I've had this conversation with people where they're like, I'm just not willing to do that. Right. Okay. I get it. Okay. You know what? To each their own, everyone gets to pick how they live their lives. Yeah. I think I've gotten hopefully a little better of the years at respecting other people and like, okay, but then don't complain about right. your pain. Don't complain that you're going in for your eighth surgery. Don't complain that you're on 12 medication, right? And like, I get it. 
you, you should get to choose that just like I should get to choose how I live my life. Right. But then is it really worth complaining if you're not really worth, if you're not willing to do anything about it? Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm the same way. I think that when I started naturopathy school, I started with, um, you know, a cape and a big N on my shirt and I was going to lead everybody to natural medicine. <laughs> right there. And I was yeah. really forceful about it. I was like, um, yeah. you need, you know what you could do for that? This, 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 and this, you should let me, can I order that for you? And they're like, okay, um, step back a little bit, you know? So yeah. Yep. Cause I we have, care. Yeah, we do care. And we yeah. know that there are so many more options out there. You know, it's so hard for me to see people talking about, you know, going back in for this surgery or the medication didn't work. So we're trying a new one. And, and I'm like, um, maybe a little, a little bit of something just <laughs> come on, please. So you're like, if you would just give me like six months, <laughs> right? You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm right and there with you because we want to help everyone. You know, I think that's the nature of people that become naturopaths and health coaches. And, you know, it is our heart to really help people get out of the things that most of us have been struggling with or had been involved with. And we don't want to watch people go through that because we know, we know, we know too much. Yeah. At some level. Yeah, Yeah. we do. Like there's an option out there. Yeah. There's so many options out there. Yeah. I I feel like you don't. Yeah. There's an opening though. Um, I think there's an opening right now to mm-hmm. advance the cause of natural and bringing a little more balance in the conversation. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very hopeful because of that. I think that, you know, opening up conversations about the immune system as an example, mm-hmm. You know, there are, you can do this as recommended by the authorities. You could also Mm -hmm. do this and that combination of things, you'd be Mm -hmm. even better, even better. Yeah. 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 So I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think that there's more, more open thought process happening, um, Mm -hmm. than ever before. Yeah. Yeah, it still comes sure. down to the emotional root. I don't know that I, I've come to the conclusion that I don't think there's anything physically that hasn't started emotionally. That's a great, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think, you know, um, whenever there's a weakness in the body, whatever that weakness is, um, negative things will try and feed off of that or try to attach to that. Right. And yeah. so, if you have a nutritional deficiency, you might be more prone to hold on to a negative emotion, yeah. um, vice versa. If you trap in and hold on to negative emotions, you're going to nutritionally deplete yourself or prevent your body from absorbing things. And so I think it's all connected. Yeah. And so that's why it's very important to um, work on the whole, right? Yeah. Our whole self and that mind, body, spirit, not just one area, right? Yeah. Um, there's an, we do more referrals. Yeah. We do more referrals out of our office than like anywhere else because we recognize, you know, we specialize in this, but you also need this and this, right. You need some chiropractic, you need emotional, you need, you benefit from massage, you, right. And so um, it's all connected, but I totally agree with you. If you hold on to a negative emotion, there's going to be a physical consequence. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that, oh, sorry. 
Now there's a phone ringing in the background. This is real life stuff here. Yeah. I'm sitting in an office. So I don't, ha I don't That's have okay. a way to shut that off. So, um, yeah, it, it has been, it's been an interesting journey for me as well, because I've recognized, you know, I did the, in my naturopathy school, I learned the food, the supplements, the herbs, the essential oils, and, and I continued to learn, of course. And then I learned about hormone balance. So I did that work and hit a plateau for a long time. And when I was introduced to the concept that emotions have a, a, a role in health and started with ECODE and then, and continued forward with that, uh, it's been really fascinating as I've done the deep emotional work, um, both on my own and working with mm -hmm. a mentor and a, and a colleague of mine, um, as I've done that deep emotional work, big things like my right hip has hurt for a long time. I mm -hmm. did the work, did the work, did the work and hit a point where I can get up now and I'm like, my right hip doesn't hurt at all. There's no pain. Wow. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, one big message I think out to the world is we can't ignore the energy of emotion and how it affects us, you know, looking at grief. Um, Dr. Steven yeah. Sinatra is an amazing cardiologist. He has like 35 years in cardiology and, and was pretty conventional up until, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. And he's like, he stopped prescribing statin drugs and, and started talking to people about food and was seeing transitions and, and improvements. And then he started talking to his clients about, or his patients, I guess, cause he's a physician about mm -hmm. grounding. Yeah, because the heart's an electrical item, right? So let's ground yes. the body electrically. And then yeah. he starts talking about heartache and grief being the two leading causes for heart attack in this country. Who is this? Dr. Steven Sinatra. I'm going to have to look him up. Yeah, so he, awesome. he not only walked out of the box, I think he blew his box up. He's like, no, we're going to go, we're going to explore all the options. And so he's, he's really fun to listen to because he's got a significant amount of experience and, and now has sort of opened up his, um, his mind and in doing so opened up the, the opportunity for so many of his patients um, to get to real healing. Uh, get, That's you know, amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty incredible. Um, and I think he's done some work um, with uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, who of course wow. is incredible. Dr. Right. Lipton's an amazing man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you might look him up. And anybody I will. might look him up as well. Dr. Steven Sinatra, he does some amazing stuff because I do yeah. recognize that in not, a, not in all cases are people going to, to come to a naturopath. Um, yeah. I think one of the things we struggle with is a belief that it's unscientific, but that couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thousands of years of documented history that the earth grows what will help the body. I don't understand how that's not scientific. Right. Can we back up though for a yeah. moment, if you don't mind? Yeah. Um, this wasn't on our list to talk about, but as you bring up grounding, I would really love to briefly just talk about 5G. Okay. And the, and I don't know if you have an opinion you want to share on that, but I think, you know, whether you want to come to kind of quote unquote, our side of the fence and do the natural health way, um, isn't really the issue. I just think it's really important for people to understand how this affects their health. Yeah. Um, because we have more and more towers going up, yeah. um, later this year. 
Um, they're already are in the process of approving 6G for oh. in the future, which will literally be like putting all of us in like a microwave. Mm. Um, you know, and it's really easy to attack the conspiracy theorists and say, oh, they're trying to say coronavirus isn't real and it's caused by 5G when we all know that's, I haven't talked to one conspiracy theorist that has ever said or thought that. Right. Um, but you cannot deny the fact that if you, I just want to share this real brief so that anybody listening, if they don't know anything about 5G, um, electrical stress compromises our immune system, yeah. as you already know. And by putting up these 5G towers um, and people essentially living right under them or in the same building or whatever, they're putting them in schools, which is just um, scary. Um, if you look at the 5G map and um, compare it to where the highest death tolls are mm -hmm. for coronavirus, it is glaringly obvious that mm -hmm. it is compromising the immune systems, thus preventing people from fighting what would maybe be a semi you know, rough flu season, right? Yeah, right. Um, if we didn't have that added factor, I just want to throw that out there. Um, I know I personally signed a petition against 6G. Um, so I just think it's important for people to, you know, if you do want to know the truth, do your homework and educate yourself because electrical stress is a real thing yeah. and it will compromise our bodies um, and prevent us from thr thriving, right? And enjoying life. And yeah. I think that that's just not, I just wanted to cover that real quick because I think it's not really being covered at all or accurately yeah. and people yeah. should do some homework on it. Absolutely. Yeah. The human body is electrical. I mean, that's what animates us, right? So, you know, everybody's done that, you know, shuffle your feet on the carpet and then shock your neighbor kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the yeah, great example. Yeah. That's the core example of of that and the more we wear rubber shoes and spend time indoors and in front of our computers and our iPads and our cell phones and Wi-Fi and Blue G or 5G or Bluetooth and then we get to 3G, 4G, 5G. Um, it is like being in a microwave. I mean, they're talking like thousand times more powerful than uh, 3 and 4G. So if you think about the polarity of our cells and the fact that they operate on electricity and for many of us mineral deficient, especially our seniors, mineral deficient, they're not connect, conducting electricity properly anyhow, and then we're going to mm -hmm. scramble the signal further. Um, and so, yes, grounding, spending time out in the woods, the forest therapy, as they call it in Japan, um, yes. gives you an opportunity to kind of reset to the Schumann resonance, the resonance of the earth. Uh, so that you can balance that out. Um, it makes me really concerned um, for the kids in schools. I have a suspicion we're going to see a dramatic rise in behavioral issues. Yep. Um, you know, and they're going to want to medicate the kids when the kids don't have any control over this. Yeah. They're living on. They make the parents feel like it's their fault. Yep, they do. Um, you have, and I've, I have coached people on this over and over again you have teachers who say i think your kid is adhd go get them on medication like when did they get an md um you know i don't see a medical license there uh so it's been that's been challenging um dr Klinghardt of the sophia institute did a, a interview not too long ago and he said it took him 25 years to put all the pieces together but he talks about aluminum toxicity so not mm -hmm. only what we get from our vaccines and um, what's in the air, but we cook in aluminum foil. Um, 
you know, we, it's, we get cans with aluminum in them. Um, we have mm -hmm. aluminum in certain medications. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you add to it um, fluoride, which cal calcifies the pineal gland. Um, and then you add to it glyphosate, which affects the gut, which affects the nervous system. So you mm -hmm. have these three things together and then you throw some 5G on it. And mm -hmm. it's sort of like, it's sort of like taking a, a copper wire that has no electricity to it and pumping it with electricity and it just, it shocks the whole system. Mm -hmm. um, so he said, you know, that's his biggest concern is we have this combination of things. So thinking about how do you decalcify the pineal gland, iodine being one of the big ones. Um, mm -hmm. There's even essential oils that help do that. You mm -hmm. think about clearing aluminum, you got to get into heavy metals, but then you have to get into your pathogens mm -hmm. that are pairing with it. Um, and then you get into the glyphosate, you have to cleanse the gut, the liver, the kidneys, you know, you have to mm -hmm. get all those pieces out of it in addition to all of it. So to, back to one of your points, it is a whole body approach. Um, the resistance to do so is, um, is hard sometimes to see because you can see very clearly that someone's struggling um, when, you, when you afford them an option and an opportunity and mm -hmm. um, they're just, you know, there's a big steel wall up. It's, it's a little heartbreaking. It's hard. Yeah. We see kids struggling and the kids don't have choice. I think that's what's probably hardest for me. Mm -hmm. is is the kids um you know um more and more are overweight yeah. um like you you know you mentioned more and more um the teachers themselves are saying hey i think they need medication um fortunately not all teachers right yeah. um it's always been a concern for me that you know we give them candy as a reward and then expect them to sit still Right. Um, you know, they're sent to school with a bunch of junk food and then given candy as a reward. And then yeah. they're looked down on when they can't sit still at a table, you know, at a desk right. all day long when that's not really what kids are meant to do anyways. Plus now they're hyped up and have consumed four to five times the amount of sugar that they should have consumed. Yep. And then you're expecting them to sit still. It's, and then, yeah. And then now you want to put 5g and attach it in school. Right. While the schools are closed, let's go ahead and install these 5G, you know, I'm like, oh, how, mm. how, how do we not see the, the glaringly obvious problems here? Right. Um, but again, it's about making money. It is. It is about making money for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy people don't necessarily um, create the annuity that the allopathic system and I don't, you know, I'm not pointing at individuals necessarily. The doctors and nurses' feet, boots on the ground, if you will, are fighting the good fight. Um, yeah. They are. I think they go into it with good intentions. Yeah. 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 And we appreciate that. Absolutely. They are beholden to a system that is um, overpowering and threatening and litigious. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, that... Um, I, I try to emphasize this in, in my communications out to people. And, and I know I'm not alone in this because I hear it from other naturopaths and even um, some functional medicine doctors is that there's no one size fits all. And the hard part about an allopathic medical system, as we've seen recently with the fear of an overrun of this system, is that it is designed for a certain amount of flow through and mm -hmm. it's designed to be efficient by creating protocols that are not designed for individuals and individual situations. Mm -hmm. They're, oh, you have this set of five symptoms, we're gonna run this test, we're gonna assume it comes back with that, you're gonna get this surgery, this medication, see you later. 
Um, and, you know, it's, I, I, I suspect that, because we're already seeing all these mystery symptoms, you know, most, many of my clients come to me and they're like, the doctor doesn't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I'm like, I know, cause I was there. Um, and <laughs> I suspect with 5G, it's just going to ramp it up. There are going to yep. be a lot more people with mystery things. They're going to attach a, mm -hmm. a, a false diagnosis on it because they don't know what else mm -hmm. to do and mm -hmm. start trialing arrow, trial and erroring the uh, medications they've got available. Mm -hmm. We just keep adding to the, to every year we have a new list of diseases that have we just, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. It is, um, we have to continue to fight the good fight and on behalf yeah. of people that whether they want us or not. <laughs> um, and I think the pendulum will balance out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Um, but it, uh, your point's very right. Everyone's got their own journey and they need to walk that journey that is mm -hmm. right for them. And uh, mm -hmm. we honor and bless them on their journey, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I see a generation of people who are um, going to break the emotional um, patterning is a great word, you know, the, the mm -hmm. trajectory of mm -hmm. trauma and emotion that carries from generation to generation. I see we have a generation mm -hmm. of people who are starting to say, I'm not going to carry that anymore. I want to mm -hmm. be free of it. And the mm -hmm. nice thing is then, you know, I have people come to me and they're like, I'm just a mess. And I'm like, well, actually what you're doing is cleaning up the mess for yourself and your children and your future generations. Yeah. It's a really, really good way to put it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going to have a big shift. Um, you know, it might be 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Um, yeah. I hope it's sooner rather than later. Right. Um, but if you look at just historically, I think 20 years ago, the word mindfulness was like, huh? Right. What is that? You know what I mean? Whereas now there's a lot more like talking about meditating and mindfulness and, um, you know, how stress affects you. And, you mm. know, and so I think that definitely you can feel the conversation shifting and you can feel people really craving that, that shift mm -hmm. or change. And I think we will see it. Um, I think we have seen some huge, really amazing shifts in the last 10 or 20 years, especially the last like five years. Right. Yeah. And I think that's only going to get better. I hope it's the shift happens sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. We have, we have, um, a fair amount of work to do. Um, yeah. But the beautiful part is the tools exist. The people are, yeah. have the heart to help uh, yeah. and continue to be passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm more so now. It's funny because I said I, I was going to put on a cape and, and, you know, put on my t-shirt with a big N on it. And I was going to save the world. And I would say, um, I would say I'm actually more passionate now and less, um, hmm. I don't know how to put that right because I care so much. Um, mm -hmm. I think people see me um, with confidence, not, you know, not walking out in, into public necessarily with a mask, not because I'm being, I'm not thumbing my nose at what's happening with people. I have great confidence in my body's ability to do the job that it's meant to do and mm -hmm. would love to share that confidence with people and give them yeah. that same level of confidence. And what I see a lot of, you know, with people that are 
um, very fearful is I think back to what emotional trauma established fear in them early on in life and it's how it's showing up in their lives today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I want to share, I want to share a, a, a Dan analogy. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't mind and I'm not stealing his thunder, but um, he, cause I'm with you and, and I think we all kind of go through that process of when we, once we realize how much we can help people, we want to help everybody. And then we realize that everybody wants to help. And, <laughs> right. um, we're like, I don't get it. Why would you not want to feel better? That's so simple, you know? Right. Um, but he uses a really good analogy that I just love, which is it's kind of like we're on the Titanic, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going around knocking on doors the ship is sinking, right? And we can't get to every single door right. in time before the ship sinks, but we don't want to stand in the doorway and argue with somebody who's like, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't feel like the ship is sinking. Are you <laughs> sure? And they want to like stand in the dark. You know what I mean? They're, right. They want to stand in the doorway and argue with us. And he, and he uses that analogy and it really helped me of like, don't waste your time arguing in the doorway because that's one less person you could have helped that might have been like, oh, thank you, and right. left. Yeah, right? very true. Or gotten on the lifeboat. Yeah. And so that's kind of like what we're doing is we're trying to tell everybody, this isn't working, the <laughs> ship is sinking. But every time we stop and, and argue that, we're potentially not helping somebody that would have been open to, oh, okay, yes, let me look at this, right? right. Very um, true. That really helped me a lot so that's thank a really you, good Dan, analogy. for that analogy yeah oh, okay. thank you dan appreciate that yeah <laughs> he's got a lot of those <laughs> yeah, he, he does that's awesome well he's been doing this for quite a while so yeah he's helped a lot of people i know and you do too yeah. in the work that you do with country doc and and your own work so i'm excited to see you working into psych k and i'd love to hear some testimonials from um some of the breakthroughs i'm sure that you're getting with clients yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. We have not rolled it out like full blown with clients in the clinic. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been, um, we just did the first session in December and we do our advanced in August. Awesome. Um, so we've been doing it um, with friends, family, um, a few clients that we know will be open to it. Um, yeah. Right now, to be honest, it's really more of figuring out the marketing side of getting people to be open to it because yeah. it is right. And so how do we develop? Um, and this is one thing Tammy and I are working on right now. How do we develop the educational pieces necessary to get people to be open to it and sure. really embrace the process instead of standing in the doorway, arguing with us, right. And, right. um, potentially keeping someone else from getting help. Yeah. Um, so it's still kind of in the works, but, um, what we have done just with friends, family, um, coworkers, each other, um, mm -hmm. has been really, really amazing. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. Well, maybe we should do a site case session on me. <laughs> I'm open. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Um, I really appreciate your time. This is such a great conversation as always. And, um, we'll have to come back more and I think testimonials are really powerful. So if you can share some testimonials yeah. and some breakthroughs, um, it really helps uh, people to connect with their own potential. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks, thank you Becca. for having me. It. Yeah, it was fun as always. Yeah. We always have good yeah. conversations. So we yeah, do. Good. All right. You have an amazing day. You as well. Thanks so much. <laughs> Take care.
Defy Gravity is here for you, for your health, body, mind, and spirit, to bring you knowledge and education to empower you to own your life and be in charge of it. Come on in regularly for the knowledge that you need to support all of your life's objectives. I'm Juliana Sauber, traditional naturopath, and not only a survivor, but I've recovered. And I'm living free of health challenges that kept me down for almost two decades. So I'm here to share with you the things that I did to regain my health and get my life back and bring people to you that will also help you and give you more information and more perspectives. And that is the key to creating the life that you want. So welcome to Defy Gravity. Subscribe, come back regularly. Please invite your friends, share this podcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram because we are here to meet your needs.